0: Welcome to the Shepherd King podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Welcome to our Shepherd King podcast. Thank you for joining us again as we go through our series, Who is King Today? As you know, we are going through all the six powers of the king. And so far, we have gone through the king as the lawmaker, the king as the CEO, also the king as the head of state and commander of armies. Today, we will discuss the king as the chief judge. Greg, who is the chief judge today?
1: Throughout the world, the world has set up a Supreme Court system. United States of America, we have nine Supreme Court judges mm-hmm. with a Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, currently held by John Roberts. In the state of Iowa, we have seven Supreme Court judges, and throughout the land, different states have a different number of judges serving on their state Supreme
0: Court. That's good. And what is the role? What do they do as Chief Judges? It is the final verdict, so I
1: think of Peter. Or I think of Apostle Paul. He appealed to Caesar. And this is after he went through Felix and Festus and King Agrippa. The final place he could appeal was Caesar. There was no higher court. Mm-hmm. His ruling was final. The chief judge gives the final ruling. Mm-hmm. There is often many that the case has gone before, before it gets to them, but their verdict is final. Mm -hmm.
0: Why is the role of the chief judge very important for the people?
1: Because you can't appeal. You have to get it right. And justice is so important. You think about the family courts. Mm -hmm. When you have to make a decision, this family is getting a divorce. Where am I taking the kids? Think about foster care. Do I remove the kid from the home? Do I not remove the kid from the home? Mm -hmm. Judges, you think about Roe versus Wade and the consequences that would have for decades to come and nowhere else to go. Once you rule, it's done. You have to get the verdict right. Courts of appeals can make mistakes. District courts can make mistakes, but not the chief judge. The ruling is final, and our God loves justice And righteousness Mm. and he detests unequal weights and measures and it's the chief judge that's going to ensure that justice is balanced
0: and served just by you describing this role you can feel the weight of responsibility right Greg what are some examples we can look to from the scriptures but also throughout history of kings that held that power of the chief judge, and how that was uh, either a blessing or um, a burden for the people.
1: The scriptures gives us the most perfect person to model in this area of human history. Now, obviously, Jesus Christ is the perfect judge. He will render perfect justice in the end. And that is something that we can take great peace in. Our Mm -hmm. earthly courts will fail. Mm -hmm. Our chief judges, they will fail no matter how good of an appellate system we build. But King Jesus will render a perfect judgment. Mm -hmm. But the person that really understood this weight Mm -hmm. was King Solomon. And this is someone in human history, if you want to look to him, this is who to look to. King Solomon had big shoes to fill. Who wants to be the heir to David? How do you live up to that? The man whose heart beats after my own heart. That's who he's the heir to. Mm -hmm. And he's the son of the adulterous woman Bathsheba. What an unlikely choice to be king. Mm -hmm. What an unlikely choice. This is what God saw in Solomon. This is what God saw. When David dies and Solomon becomes king, this incredible bird moves to King Solomon. And all six powers of the king rested in him. This is back in the time of one-person rule. And we learn which one bothered him the most. Mm-hmm. And, we reve- and he reveals this in his heart when God asks him this question. I so greatly love David that I want to bless you. And I want to give you anything that you want. Solomon could have asked for riches, fame, the biggest army in the world. So many things he could ask for. What did he ask for, Leo?
0: Wisdom.
1: Wisdom. But listen to his reason why. Hmm. You can use wisdom to make laws. You can use wisdom to be a good CEO. You can use wisdom and how to be a good example. You can use wisdom to win war, right? Mm-hmm. Listen why he asked for wisdom. We're going to take a look at 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9. So give your servant a receptive heart to judge your people and discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? He was horrified of the judgment seat. He knew the burden that the judgment seat gave. And he had no room for error. Help me discern between good and evil. And there's so many issues that come before the courts. And you're like, this is so gray. There's a reason why he gets appealed to the chief judge. The chief judge does not get the easiest cases. They get the most difficult, horrific ones that the rest of the courts couldn't figure out. Mm -hmm. And it all rested on Solomon. He didn't have a council of nine justices to share this burden with him like our Supreme Court does today. He was alone.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Everyone else could give advice, but it rested on him alone. Right. Give me wisdom to do this. And when God did, God gave him the wisdom and it became well-known. It spread throughout the world. There is a king in Israel that always knows how to render perfect judgments. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is the most burdensome work of the king. Mm -hmm. And because it's so burdensome, it's why the queen of Sheba came. And it said not only the Queen of Sheba came, but other rulers around came as well. Mm-hmm. But it records about the Queen of Sheba. These other monarchs knew how difficult it was to render these judgments. But how is he always getting it right? Mm-hmm. I want to see it with my own eyes. So the Queen of Sheba comes. She walks. Solomon give justice. She watches him go through the temple. She watches everything. And the scriptures say in 1 Kings 10, she said to the king, the report I heard in my own country about your words and about your wisdom is true. But I didn't believe the reports until I came and saw them with my own eyes. Indeed, I was not even told half. Your wisdom and prosperity far exceed the report I'd heard. How happy are your men. How happy are these servants of yours who always stand in your presence here in your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God. He delighted in you and put you on the throne of Israel." Because the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he made you keen to carry out justice and righteousness. So much in this verse. She's equating God's love with justice. It is a loving thing for God to give righteous justice to people. And he loved Israel so much, he gave them Solomon. And he gave Solomon the wisdom that he needed. And we talked in our very first episode about how gift, that God has given an incredible gift of government right. to the people, saved and unsaved, the same. Mm-hmm. And this is what he's talking about here. And listen, how happy are your men? Mm-hmm. The people are so blessed by righteous judgments. An unrighteous king given unrighteous verdicts is an oppressive king. But a king that brings good judgments brings peace. Justice brings peace, Mm -hmm. not disorder. And she gave glory to God because she knew Solomon could not have had all that wisdom, that it came from the Lord. And Solomon knew it too. And I look at this and I think the high courts today must understand what Solomon understood so many years ago Mm -hmm. and what the Queen of Sheba understood so many years ago, that the only way you're ever going to render perfect judgments is from wisdom outside of this world. Mm -hmm. It is wisdom from the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, wisdom from God, wisdom from Christ. That is it. And those who don't understand this rule at their own peril. But not only do they suffer, the people suffer greatly under them.
0: That's very good, Greg. It really helps us to understand the importance of the chief judge, but also the weight that they carry as they are making decisions on people. And who else are we going to for wisdom? Who else can we go to? for perfect wisdom, if not the Lord. So that's such a good example. Greg, in history, maybe in the United States or throughout the world, what is an example of a king that held that power and blessed people because he or she understood the importance of that power and, like Solomon, tried to execute that well?
1: Our first Chief Justice, John Jay, He was not a perfect man. John Jay owned slaves. So there is a a complexity in his history. But John Jay understood that he did not have the wisdom to be the chief justice. And you think about the burden that Solomon had of replacing David. John Jay had a, a similar time of a major burden. You've left the British Empire. You're gone. All this used to rest with King George III. And it is a lot easier to pick at the leader. It's a whole other thing to govern. Hmm. It's a whole other thing now that the buck stops at you. And now the buck stopped at John Jay and the new U.S., Supreme Court. Gone were the days of appealing to London. Today, you're the final judge. Now, the American colonies, they are rendering judgments right there in the colonies well before this. But the buck never stopped there. You could always appeal. Mm -hmm. And when we have an ability to appeal, it brings a safety net to us. Mm -hmm. It's gone. John Jay understood this burden and he said, No human society has ever been able to maintain both order and freedom, both cohesiveness and liberty, apart from the moral precepts of the Christian religion. Should our republic ever forget this fundamental precept of governance We will then be surely doomed. Hmm. He knew that there was nothing in him
2: Hmm.
1: that could be a good chief judge.
2: Hmm.
1: He knew that uh, there's no superior race that could do this, that there's no superior education or human intellect, that only the Christian faith. And this knowledge is what made him a good chief justice. We're all going to make mistakes in our moral judgment, some far more egregious than others. But we have to ask ourselves, are we the final say? Hmm. And if we're the final say, when it comes to judgment, the scripture says the heart is deceptive above all things. Many ways seem right to a man, but in the end they lead to death. The righteous leader knows Judgment must have a foundation outside of themselves. King Solomon got this. Mm -hmm. And I believe the United States, in spite of its failures through history as a nation led by sinful fallen people, has prospered and been blessed because of the many in history who have turned to Christ and the Word to make judgments and major decisions. And any nation that does this will build a foundation that can last. But any nation that strays will perish. And we saw that in Israel. Many kings later from Solomon would not do this, including his own son, Rehoboam. Hmm. Rehoboam did not turn to God when he inherited the throne, He turned to his inexperienced young friends. (laughs) And did the kingdom suffer? It's split in two. (laughs) That's how off his judgments were. (laughs) The chief judge matters greatly, and the chief judge must be submitted to the
0: ultimate chief judge. That's what Solomon taught us. That is so good, Greg. Greg. same time that we are describing the importance of that role and the difficulty of that role and responsibility of it, it's great to know that we have the Creator, the God of the universe that we can rely on to accomplish such a task. So what a great example we find in Solomon and a great example in history that we can find people that have looked up to God for, for wisdom. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today, Greg. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd King Podcast. We hope that all these podcasts have been encouraging to you, and we hope to have you join us next time. Thank you. The Shepherd King Podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.